Moira ran down the broad corridor in the mandala, the busts of long-dead panarchs and kiriarchs to either side, raking her with the blind gaze of patient stone. She stopped and stared up hopelessly at the colossal doors that barred her path. The eyes of the bird of flame inlaid upon them seemed to glow forbiddingly down at her. From behind came the hard, frightening voices of the invaders from Doljar. The girl paused to glance down the long corridor behind her, then desperately reached up and yanked at the huge handle on one door. There was no give to it, and she'd begun to turn away, fighting back tears, when a deep-toned hum commenced, and the huge doors began to swing open. She stuck a foot through the skinny crack, then her basket as the crack widened slowly, then squeezed the rest of herself through as soon as the opening was big enough. Moira ran a few steps, then faltered, relief at her escape turning to fear at the immensity of the gloomy room. She stepped back and back, but when she whirled around to run, the gigantic doors were already swinging shut. The soft boom of their closing seemed to come from everywhere. She had seen the throne room before, but only on a hollow, which didn't give a hint of this vast space ready to swallow her. She didn't see a ceiling, just an infinity of stars. Still air chilled her, and voices seemed to whisper among the shadows in the distant corners, as if the room was full of lots and lots of ghosts. She scrutinized the walls, nothing there so she braced her shoulders and looked at last across the polished floor to the emerald gleam of the throne. It, too, was shadowed. It looked to Moira like a towering tree twining its branches among the stars. A tree? She felt safe with trees? She ran toward it, clutching her basket against her chest. There had to be doors at the other end of the huge room. Meanwhile, if the Doljarians figured out which way she'd gone and came after her, she could hide behind the throne. She ran faster, her feet making whispery echoes. She tried to ignore those creepy shadows and kept her gaze firmly on the safety of the tree. Then she saw the man who was seated on the emerald throne. She stopped, breathing hard. If they catch you, pretend you're lost. Cry. The mask's voice rasped vividly in memory, bringing the image of the red cloth that covered his lower face. Above that, his dark eyes, that stared right into you. But this man wore no mask. Come forward. The voice was soft, barely louder than her sandals on the cold, polished floor. Moira managed to draw in a shaky breath and walked toward the throne. It wouldn't be hard to cry. She'd seen what Doljarians were like. There on the beach when their ruler had destroyed the Havroy and his soldiers had shot people down for no reason. But as she neared the huge throne, she perceived something strange about the man sitting on it. The throne gleamed with dull light, but she couldn't see a source. The man gleamed with the same kind of light. His clothes weren't like anything people wore now, but he didn't look at all like the Doljarians. Was he the ghost that all her friends whispered about? Nyonu actually claimed to have seen it once, but Moira thought that was just her friend's jealousy making her fib, because she never got to visit the Havroy. Moira had been the last girl to take flowers to her, since the evil Doljarian's cruiser weapons had melted the ancient statue. No girl and her family would ever make that happy journey again. One, two steps closer, 
The man on the throne looked very old, but he sat up straight and tall, as though he belonged there, his body made out of cloudy light. It's just a hollow, she told herself fiercely. That's what her father had told her. But this man looked like the vids of Jaspar, the first panarch so long ago, and his eyes reminded her of the masks. Hollows didn't look at you like that. Only people did. Moira's pace slowed until she stopped short of the dais before the Emerald Throne. The old man smiled at her and beckoned her closer. She didn't move. Her throat constricted like an invisible hand was squeezing it. Who are you? Are you a ghost? She asked finally. Her squeaky voice was lost in the huge room. More than a ghost, less than a man, I think, Moira.